Okay, here we go. Finishing off the second and third aliyah, Shani and Shlishi of Pashas Chukas. Um, and the end of Shani brings us to the, the death of Miriam. But as Rashi points out, that the death of Miriam happens in a place called Midbar Tzin, at the desert of Tzin. And, and Rashi says that they came there, it was the first month. And what were they doing there? They had come there at the end of the 40 years, and all the people who were decreed that they would die during the 40 years in the desert had died. And we are now at the end of the 40 years. Fast forward. Of course, there will be, as we move forward, a little bit of a review of what happened during those 40 years. But we have just jumped to the end of the 40 years. Everybody who is not going into the land has died, uh, basically. And now Miriam dies. <coughs> Miriam passes away in what the Torah calls, what the sages call, Misas Nishika, death through the kiss. Um, the most holy and special way to die. She dies in, uh, in, the, in the holiest manner. And it's, and it's put next to the story, as Rashi explains, of the, of the red heifer, because the red heifer is an atonement for someone who's, who's impure and to become purified. And so too, whenever a righteous person dies to appreciate their value, they atone for us as um, for the community when they, as, when they pass away. Now, the Torah says immediately following that there was a disaster, which was the Jews had no water. Why didn't they have any water? As Rashi explains, because the, the well, the miraculous well that followed with the, with the Jews in the, throughout the desert had been there only in the merit of, not in the merit of Miriam, the, the well of Miriam, famously called. And because it was in her merit, once she wasn't there, it was gone. The Jews come and they complain. <clears throat> this is the next generation. The next generation turns to Moses and says, what are we supposed to do? How are we going to live? What's going on? What's going to be? Disaster, emergency. Moses says, come. Come over here and we, will, um, and we will solve this problem. Hashem will give us water. Now the Torah notes, and Rashi points this out, that we will have water not only for you, but also for your cattle, for your animals, because the Torah worries about. Hashem is conscious to make sure that the Jewish people always have the value, um, the money, and the sustenance that they need. <coughs> now, Hashem tells Moshe, okay, gather the people and speak to the rock. This is the famous incident of Moshe speaking to the rock, hitting the rock. Um, Hashem is told, tells Moshe, speak to the rock. He gathers all the people together in a miraculous manner. They're all able to see what he's doing. And Moshe comes to speak to the rock as commanded by Hashem. But there's a struggle over here. There's a problem. And that problem is that the rock is not readily identifiable. Moshe speaks. He got, doesn't find it. He can't, doesn't identify the rock. Nothing happens. So Moshe says, last time when we had a similar event, Hashem said to hit the rock. And so Moshe hits the rock. As Rashi explains twice, the first time just a little bit came out, the second time um, a lot came out. This is a disaster. Here he is in front of the people, in front of the whole nation. Hashem said only to talk to the rock, and he didn't listen. Says Rashi, this is what we're going to have, um, a famous case of the, the righteous being judged in a, in a very extreme manner, very severe manner. And it's to teach us that Hashem judges very seriously. There's no jokes. And if they get judged, and everybody needs to know that they get judged. And so Hashem judges Moshe, and he tells Moshe immediately, you and Aaron, who were together in this project, are not going to go into the land of Israel. Interestingly, Rashi goes through, and he says, of course, there were other things Moshe did which could have been more severe, but not publicly, and Hashem would have made sure that Moshe went into the land, that no one should think that he was guilty of the sins of the spies or, or, or anything like that. But here he publicly desecrated Hashem's name, not listening. And Hashem said, okay, well, then you're not going to go in. And that is 
<clears throat> and that is the event where Moshe famously, um, famously loses his rights to go into the land of Israel um, as he hits the rock to bring out the water. Interesting piece of little putting puzzle pieces together, Moshe Rabbeinu says the following. Um, the Torah says, I'm sorry, the Torah says Moshe um, was smitten by the water. If we put the puzzle pieces together, you will recall that when Moshe was born, Pharaoh, Pyro had made a decree to throw all the boys into the river because his, uh, his astronomers, his, his sorcerers, had told him that, the, that the, receiver, the savior of the Jewish people would be punished through water. They didn't know that it meant this water, and they thought that if they would take the Jewish babies and throw them into the river at the time, that they would be saved and the Jews would never leave. Of course, Moshe was not hurt then. He was saved in the basket in the river. He took the Jews out, but here he is hit by the water, and he does not merit to go into the land. As, as is famous from the story of hitting the rock.